Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. Nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. And I'm Pastor Melissa. And today we continue in this series and finish up this yeah. series where we are joined by the donkey and the elephant in the room. No fly this week. No fly We're a little sad. But <laughs> we uh, continue this converse, series of conversations looking at how we as Christians can move beyond the ballot right. to embody our faith during this time of, of deep division and mm-hmm. frustration um, and a time that's really important for um, our shared community uh, yeah. that is uh, the United States. If you haven't figured out by now, we are grounded in the United States. And so that this is a U.S. centric <laughs> conversation um, for elections happening in other places in the world. We're sorry. We just don't know uh, what to tell you. We're not that we're not that uh, grounded. We're not. We're not. Uh, but we've, we've done all this like really great work, I feel like, over the past three weeks. This is our fourth week in it. We've looked at things of um, what are we going to choose, right? Are we yeah. going to be loving or right? Are we going to choose hope or fear? Are we going to lift up or tear down? And today we end with, are we going to be united or divided? And I think really at the end of the day, this is the foundational question that informs all the others. The others are yeah. just a fleshing out of ways in which we are choosing to be united or divided, or at least as it, I yeah. understand it. Um, and it's a fundamental choice that we face, right? So we're, we don't really have to have this conversation. Basically, you're saying, like, go listen to the other three conversations and we're good. Right, right we're all good. <laughs> no, nothing else is necessary. Um, well, you know, you could do that. Yes, and. Um, yes, and. Um, <laughs> I do think it does provide us with an interesting uh, place to ground ourselves. And I love that you began with Galatians 3.28, mm. um, because at the core of it, that's a text about identity, Yeah, right? Paul is speaking to the church in Galatia about their identity, mm-hmm. because they're they're wrestling with who's in and who's out, and who who's fully in and who's not, and right. how do we, you know, come up with, uh, you know, ways in which we like to divide ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And we don't always name that we're dividing so that we can create a hierarchy, but it is what we're typically doing. But it's usually what's happening, right? Yeah. When, when division happens, it, it creates a sense uh, or can be used mm-hmm. for hierarchy. Yeah. Um, and, and Paul's point, and I think it resonates through through the ages, is that in Christ, mm-hmm. as people who walk in the way of Jesus, our ultimate and final identity is in Jesus. Right. And that transcends... Yeah. Any of the boxes that the world wants to put us in or that we want to put ourselves in or somebody right. else in. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Um, you know, he says there's no longer Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male or female. Mm-hmm. Those on the surface may not mean a whole lot to us today. Right. But they represent, for a first century Christian, the three biggest sets of boxes right. that existed in the world. Like, for this case, you could throw in there's neither Republican or Democrat. Like, you really could yeah. add that into the mix. Yeah, there's no, no longer Republican or Democrat, conservative or liberal. Right. Um, we could put our racial designations mm-hmm. in there as well. Yeah, um, socioeconomics. Uh, human sexuality-related right. things. I mean, any of any of the labels that exist. We 
I think it's an interesting commentary on the human condition mm -hmm. that that we've gone from three primary distinguishing characteristics. Okay. Oh, two. To a multiplicity of uh -huh. distinguishing characteristics by which we want to label ourselves and label others. Right. And again, you know, while it may not be the intention at the beginning, often that division creates a hierarchy. It does. Or is used yeah. to enforce a hierarchy. And, it, you know, division is easy because division, well, division is easy in a lot of things, ways. Like, it's easier to tear things apart. Um, sure. It, and it's easier to then put, like, clean categories that do allow hierarchies of importance and all that kind of stuff. And I think where it all, like, kind of flows from is I think we we mix up what the definition truly of united is with uniformity. Mm, like, yeah. we feel like we need to be uniform. We feel like we all need to check the same boxes on the ballots. We need yeah. to feel like we need to um, have the same uh, fashion styles, or I know that was silly, but like, you know, all those kinds of things, that's uniformity, but that's actually not what unity means, or to be united. Yeah, we're not all supposed to be um, the... Man, I was going to have a cool pop culture reference for a second here. <laughs> and it just, um, in, in Star Wars, the, the oh little goodness, white trooper guys. What? Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. I mean, you know, they're all the same. Yes. Right? That's uniformity. That's uniformity. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, part of, I storm think. Stormtroopers is the, the word storm you're looking troopers, for. Yes. I was thinking Starship Troopers, so I'm like, no, that's a different that's a funny different. Uh, movie. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, the yeah. Stormtrooper. I mean, so I think part of the, the underbelly mm -hmm. of. Of you know the Jedi and and you know Darth Vader and his evil folks is Vader pushes for uniformity. Yes. Where the Jedi folks push for unity, mm -hmm. but unity in diversity, right? right? I mean, and there's that kind of distinction, and it, it makes clear that for at least for me, as, yeah. I, as I watch it as a not so hip or aficionado kind of viewer, but just as somebody who thinks about these kind of things on a fairly regular basis. Right, and it's so much harder to um, to choose unity. Mm. Uniformity is easy, right? Uniformity creates nice, clean lines of, you know, the um, stormtroopers are like bottom of the um, hierarchy and you move up from there and you get, you know, your generals and then you get your like Darth Vader and the council yeah. he reports to, right? And the um, emperor above him, right? It's nice, it's clean, it's easy, whereas unity is messy. Yeah. Um, unity requires continual communication with one another. It requires the ability to disagree yeah. and still hold respect for someone. Yeah, I mean, and when we boil it down to its most simple of images here, mm -hmm. right, it, it's, it can be, think about it this way. Which is better? A peanut butter sandwich or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? That's right. Peanut butter and jelly. Peanut obviously. butter and jelly belong together. Yeah. But they're not the same. No. Right? But when they come together, they make something beautiful and wonderful and good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, it, it, I'm drawn scripturally to 1 Corinthians 12. 12. I was, The body yeah. of Christ, right? Uh -huh. You know? Um, if we are all ears. We're pretty but, useless. Amen. Or for all <laughs> eyes, we can see, but we can't do anything else. Right? Yeah. And that... And that is where, again, Paul is breaking down that difference and the importance of unity yeah. without 
explicit uniformity. And one of the pieces in that 1 Corinthians 12 passage that I think we like, we miss, not intentionally, um, but that I think really adds to this specific conversation is that Paul actually talks about the need of like the hands to praise the work of the eyes mm. and for the public facing parts of the body to give extra honor um, to the private pieces of the body. Mm. Like, yeah. so I think there's this beautiful imagery that goes even one step beyond um, uniformity or unity, which is even to this place of really when we are functioning and the most healthy in the body is we can one identify where we fall within the body mm. um, to say like, yeah, I am an eye in this body, but as an eye, I see how far the feet carry me and I'm going to name that and I'm yeah. going to praise them for that. So mm. can we also praise the people who are functioning in a different way? Yeah. And, and that's the thing that, that builds connection. Mm -hmm. It builds unity. It, it builds a, a team like, I mean, right. You know, it, I think, you know, you know, I am the sports guy and, uh -huh. but I think sports provides a powerful image here. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm a big NBA fan, self-confessed, understand it, get it, <laughs> all good. Um, in the finals, okay. right, we, we had two teams match up, the Lakers and the Heat. All right. I was going to say I, I could get to the two teams facing off, but... Okay, we're good. <laughs> um, and one of the things that had marked the Heat mm -hmm. as coming into the to the series, they were the underdogs in the series. They were okay. the team that wasn't expected to win. Um but the thing that differentiated them from the Lakers, the Lakers was a team driven by two stars. Two of the five okay. best players in the whole league play for the Lakers. LeBron okay. James and Anthony Davis. Okay. Right? The rest of their team is a team built with complementary parts that are kind of okay, but not great. All right. Okay? Yeah. Um, so it's like having a Lambo with bad wheels or something. I, I don't know what the exact correlation <laughs> here is. But in the Heat, on the other hand, were a team, a true mm -hmm. team of where nobody, nobody on the team was as good as either one of the two best guys yeah. on, on the, the Lakers, Lakers team. Yeah. But if you were doing a hierarchy of the players, the top two belong to LA by a pretty good margin. Okay. But then the next six best guys uh -huh. all played for the Heat. Uh -huh. And they all were put together in really complementary ways. Yeah. Right? So they didn't have duplication of skill sets. They had guys who who worked well together, and, and what ended up happening in the series was the Lakers won, which is not great for, for this analogy, but I believe part of why the Lakers won was two of the six cogs in the wheel of the team that were the Heat uh -huh. got injured. Okay. Right? And, and yeah. so they didn't have the superstars to overcome the breakdown in their togetherness. And that's also very biblical right there, back to the First Corinthians 12, because it says if one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. Yeah. And I think that's so true in this season of, I think any election year, we see churches hurting, which mm -hmm. is really hard to admit, but it's, it's true yeah. because we allow um, our individual pieces that might make us fall into different political categories to be what so drives us that we can no longer praise the work of what someone who's driven by missions versus someone who's driven by mm -hmm. um, a deep desire to be a part of a prayer ministry, right? Um, those kinds of things. We allow these kinds of things to get so mixed up, so caught up that we don't praise each other and we also can't see where one is suffering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
it, we allow the, those lines of demarcation from outside of our faith community to take root inside our faith community. Absolutely. Uh, I have a picture that's always posted in my office, no matter where my office is, no matter where itinerancy takes me, uh -huh. it's posted in my office and, and usually makes it into about four sermons in the first five years. Love it. it it's an image, it's a cartoon actually, of, of stick figure Jesus mm -hmm. standing in the midst of, of this sea of boxes okay. with other stick figures in them. Uh-huh. And, and the other stick figures are, are meant to represent us mm -hmm. as humanity. And we, everybody's got a giant pencil. <laughs> and all of us have our pencils pointed downward, making the lines of the boxes yeah. that put us in our own box. And in the middle of that, we see Jesus yeah. with his pencil flipped on the end. Where the eraser is. Where the eraser is pushing to the ground, getting rid of the lines that divide us. Mm. I think that's a powerful image of the way the gospel is intended yeah. to work. Yeah. It's intended to bring us together. It's intended to highlight right. those mutuality of gifts that, that help us know that, you know, for our missions ministry to thrive, it needs to be grounded in prayer and, mm -hmm. and vice versa, right? For our prayer yeah. ministry to thrive, it needs to have action that follows up on it. That's and, right. Um, that holistic space within a church, within a community. And I think even if we dare for 30 seconds to apply it to our body politic, okay. right? If we look at the last two presidents of the United States, Barack uh -huh. Obama and Donald Trump, uh -huh. both have faced substantial uh, pushback mm -hmm. from those who disagree with them. Right. Right. Supreme Court nominations are, are one of the key places where this is currently getting right. Up, right. Yeah. Um, where it, it I want to ask us the question, you know, regardless of whether, you know, you are a fan of Obama and not a fan of Trump or a fan of Trump and not a fan of Obama, mm -hmm. is our shared community, these United States and our body politic in this mm -hmm. better for the deepening divisions that have happened over the last 12 to 16 years? Or are we functioning less well? Yeah. Are we harmed? Are we hurt? Right? Um, and I think the answer is pretty clear that we're hurt and we're harmed and, and we're functioning yeah. less well, right? Yeah. And, and so how can we as people of faith be people who choose unity over division? I think that's the question of our day. And, and as you know, over these last couple of weeks, we've been asking ourselves the, right. the singular question, what would you do to uh -huh. try to live this out in a small way today? So, Melissa, what, what's your one thing that you'd invite people to do? Yeah, um... I think my my invitation it is very similar to last week's invitation, but it's it's to have real conversations. Mm. I think when we actually have conversations with people, we can more easily spot where Jesus is erasing the lines mm. between us, yeah. um, and to allow nuance and complexity and beauty to get breathed back in, and then to offer praise. So to to have real so. Step one, have real conversation because Jesus will erase lines when you have real conversation. And the second part, the bonus step in that is to then offer praise mm -hmm. where you see the person on the other side of the table, the line, the box, the world from you, right? To offer praise for how they serve God well. I think those are powerful invitations to us and, and kind of echo through where we've been this last four weeks yeah. over and over. 
um, and, and frankly, mirror exactly what I have written down on my paper here for a moment. <laughs> thing. But I had a backup thing. Okay, I, I thought, okay. I thought that might get taken. So what's your backup thing? My backup thing is to do the internal identity work. Ah, okay. Right? Because yeah. the Galatians passage at the very beginning was all about our identity in Christ, mm -hmm. not our identity in um, whatever box we fit in. Yeah. Right? And, and so as a part of being a good steward, as a uh, good Christian walking in the world, know clearly what you believe mm -hmm. and why. Um, apply it to your faith, but also apply it to this question in, in the midst of our body politic. Uh, I shared in worship several weeks ago that um, I recently encountered a, a nonpartisan website called isidewith.com mm -hmm. where you can fill out a, a form of between 40 and 120 questions Yeah. Right. that are policy-driven, not personality-driven. Yeah. Right? Where your heart and your conscience and your thought can come together to identify kind of where you are on the map. And I can't tell you, I've talked to any number of people who've done it who have been reaffirmed with what they historically thought they believed, mm -hmm. but also many others who are like, huh, I had always identified mm -hmm. as X. Yeah. But it turns out it's more messy, it's more nuanced, it's more complicated right. than that, right? Um, I'm closer to the center than I am to one of the extremes. And, and so I invite you as a disciple of Christ who continues to try to walk in your way to understand yourself more fully so that you can be more fully present as your full and complete Christian self in these times of election, because that brings unity. Thank you for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. And I'm Pastor Melissa. And we're so grateful that you've been a part of these four conversations. And this series has come to a conclusion, but that doesn't mean the podcast is over. In fact, you can do us a huge favor if you do one simple thing today. Would you rate this podcast? when you hit end on listening to this episode. It helps the algorithms let people know that we're out there. And we also wanted to give you one little update, one little announcement, because we always like to let you know what's coming next on the podcast. And we are going to be on a hiatus for the month of November. Uh, Daniel is expecting his third daughter. Woo! Yeah, any moment right day we're recording minutes. this ahead of time because we don't know because <laughs> we don't uh. know um but so daniel's going to be on paternity leave for a little bit and then he'll be back and so we have decided that the best thing we could do is to meet back up with you on december 1st and we want to walk through advent with you so come back to the podcast the gather grow go podcast for Advent, and we promise we'll remind you of this, but you can also pencil it in if you're the person who's like, she said December 1st, we'll be back. Um, and again, thank you for listening. Thank you for walking with us, and we cannot wait to meet up with you to see what happens this Advent. Amen. We are thankful that we have gathered together, and now that we have gathered, I want to give you an invitation to grow. I invite you in your life of prayer this week to ask that God might firm up your identity so that as you take steps in these weeks to come and have conversations with those who are differ, differ from you, you might speak the truth as you know it, ground in God and Christ as you know Him and you know the movement of the Spirit 
be firm in your identity so that Christ might move through you to break down walls, to erase lines, to get rid of division, and bring unity. And now go. Receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out as you go from this podcast into your week. May you go being the one who holds the eraser to the lines drawn in the sand. May you go being the one who brings hope where fear is sowed. May you be the one who chooses to love your neighbor when others declare that flags and being right is the order of the day. And may you go being the one that chooses to dive headfirst into the messy, beautiful, life-giving work of unity in Christ and seeking to disrupt and pull out the weeds of division. May you go in peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.